Let's talk some baseball. As promised, we're joined right now by a senior baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Also a Fox Sports MLB analyst and reporter, an MLB network insider, a five-time Emmy Award winner, a member of the National Sports Media Association Hall of Fame, also a best-selling author whose books include The Cubs' Way. Our guest is Tom Verducci. He joins us via Zoom. Tom, it's great to have you back. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Jim? Good, good. Tom, appreciate you. Listen, I can't remember the last time the managerial carousel was as intriguing as it is right now. We've had a few days for it to settle in, but in your opinion, how shocking was it to see Craig Council not only leave Milwaukee, but leave for the rival Cubs? Well, I know the Brewers were shocked. Listen, he kept his options open. He did not take an extension when that was offered to have this free agency available to him. His two goals Jim, were really to push the market in terms of salaries for managers and to stay in the Midwest. Grew up in Wisconsin. His kids played college baseball in the Midwest. His two daughters are in high school in Wisconsin. He wanted the Midwest. He wanted money. The Cubs were the one team that satisfied that. The Brewers just were not going to pay him the kind of money that the Cubs did. And I get it. Listen, I like David Ross. I think he did a great job with the Cubs. But this is very similar to when Joe Madden came along in the free agent market for the Cubs when they had Rick Renteria. You had a chance to upgrade. It's as simple as that. There's no knock on David Ross, but Craig Council, to me, is right there with Bruce Bochy and Kevin Cash as one of the two or three best managers in the game. So if you have an opportunity to get this guy, you see if if he's got interest. Obviously, he did. This has really been Craig's dream job. As a guy who played baseball at Notre Dame, as I said, from the Midwest, this is the number one job for Craig Council. Now he's got it at an all-time record, $8 million a year. Now, there's a caveat with that, Jen. I mean, Joe Torre had the record years ago, like 20 years ago, at $7.5 million. Of course, he won four titles for the Yankees when he earned that. But in today's dollars, that's $13 million. So the manager market has been stagnant for years, basically because the stars of the game now are executives, not managers. And they're, they've been getting the big money. So maybe this kind of kickstarts a, a new revolution, if you will, for managers being appreciated and paid more. Tom Verducci joining us. Tom, there's so much interesting stuff in what you just said. But to that point that he is now the highest paid manager, not only in the game, but the highest paid manager of all time. What What's that say about the Cubs that they did that? Do they think that highly of him? Why would they make that kind of commitment to him? Yeah, first of all, they do think that highly of him. They, like me, think he's one of the best in the business. He's a difference maker. and You can't say that with most managers. You look at his all-time record in close games, one-run games. And I know a lot of people say, you know, that's fungible. It's a matter of luck. But when you do it year after year after year, he has the third highest record in one-run games of all time. Now you think about that's a guy who can make a difference over the course of the year. How many games? Who knows? If it's two to three, that's a lot when you consider that really depends on making the playoffs or not. So he's out there. If Think if you're a Cubs fan, Jim. You have to really be happy about the money they're paying Craig Council because you don't make this guy the highest-paid manager in the game unless you're prepared to consolidate that with putting money into player payroll. And, yeah, that means being active on this free agent market this winter. This was not a case where, hey, we're going to pay our manager a lot of money, and then we're just going to give him the roster that we have now. Now, no, they're on the upswing here. I think he saw that. Well, Milwaukee is kind of rebuilding right now. We are talking to Tom Verducci. So, Tom, given the Mets resources, given the fact that Council worked with Mets' new president of baseball ops, David Stearns, for seven years in Milwaukee, did it seem as if the Mets had the inside track on Council? Yeah, it did seem that way, Jim, but I think a lot of us kind of overestimated that connection there. First of all, David Stearns in Milwaukee did not hire Craig Council. He inherited him. They did work together for seven seasons, had a lot of success. 
Um, but that connection really was something he inherited rather than some friendship that led to him hiring Craig Council. The other thing was just the Mets and the New York market. You know, the Mets is they've got resources. We all know that they're they were prepared to pay him, maybe not as much as the Cubs, but in the same ballpark. But again, it's the geography. Does Craig Council want to work in flushing at a time when, let's face it, the Mets are kind of a mess here. Uh, they need to pivot after going all in the last couple of years with really last year, at least bad results. Uh, so I think the, the future immediately is probably better in Chicago. Uh, but again, it's closer to home for Craig Council. So I think we overestimated the Stearns connection and what uh, the New York money might have been able to bought in terms of uh, overcoming geographic uh, tendencies for Craig Council. And Tom, you've written about this, but in terms of recent history, generally, what happens to managers that go to New York to manage the Mets ultimately? Now, they don't last long and they don't get another job. The last seven managers, the Mets have not had another job offer. Now, Buck Showalter is in the mix for the Angels. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's because the Mets are just, you know, because of their resources, the expectations are so high. This is a team that finished 29 games behind the Atlanta Braves last year. So they're not that close to winning the division. Uh, but the expectations, because the resources are that the Mets should be winning every year. So that's a lot of pressure for anybody to walk in. I thought all along, Jim, that that job should go to somebody with experience and who knows the New York market. It's unlike any other market. Now, David Stearns didn't go with experience. Carlos Mendoza hasn't managed above a ball, but at least Mendoza, being the Yankees bench coach the last few years, knows the New York landscape. He's not going to be surprised. I thought actually Don Mattingly might have been a really good fit there. He might be a fit in Milwaukee now. I think, first of all, that's an amazing stat that you just shared, Tom, that the last seven managers of the Mets have not gotten a job after that fact. I was going to ask you about Milwaukee. Where does that leave them? Who is on their short list to replace Council? Easy thing for them to do is give the job to Pat Murphy. He's been the bench coach for Craig Council the last few years, knows all the ability and the talent there. He did have a brief period as manager of the Padres. Uh, that being said, he's got a job offer with Craig Council to, to be his bench coach with the Cubs. Uh, and I'm not sure it's a slam dunk that you take the manager's job in Milwaukee over where the Cubs are at right now. Who knows? Because of the friendship with Craig Council. You know, I, I think it's crazy, but maybe David Ross factors in. If you're Mark Adonazio and you are the owner of the Brewers, the way to get out of this PR mess of losing the best manager the Brewers have ever had to the rival Cubs, no less, is not to just go within cheap manager, whatever that may be, but get a name brand manager in there, a David Ross, a Don Mattingly, somebody along those lines. Hey, Tom, or not let the guy go in the first place. Let me ask you this. I mean, to your point, they were not going to yeah. match that offer. However, if they had matched that offer, would he have stayed? Oh, without a doubt. I, I think he would have. Again, his priorities were push the envelope in terms of salaries for managers and Midwest. The Brewers would have really satisfied both those. But from what I was told, they were giving him a raise to five and a half million dollars, which would have made him the highest paid manager in the game today, um, which is not, that's nothing to sneeze at, but it's not in the market of where the Cubs are going to go. So basically, Craig Council was worth more to the Cubs than he was to the Brewers. And, you know, sometimes if you're a small market team, I get it. You don't have the same kind of resources. But when you've got an asset like Craig Council, who grew up in Wisconsin, his father worked for the team. You don't let that guy go. I'm not saying you pay him whatever he wants, but you certainly have to be more competitive, get in the same ballpark as your rival in the same division. I agree, Tom. I think it's not a matter of can they afford to pay him, can they afford not to pay him, and we're about to find out. So before you go, Tom Berdushi is my guest. Free agency officially did get underway on Monday. Ultimately, 
Who do you think is going to win the Shohei sweepstakes? I, Jim, I've thought all along it's the L.A. Dodgers for a lot of reasons. First of all, they tried to sign this guy out of high school. They, this has been their white whale for that long, right? That This is the one they've been chasing. Uh, he was in their mix when he was a free agent for the first time. But remember, back then there was no DH, and certainly the AL teams had the advantage. Um, now, you think about the teams that he had on his list the first time around. Five West Coast teams, Cubs, and Rangers. I think those are the same seven teams that really are at the forefront here. But it's hard for me to imagine that someone is going to give Shohei Otani more than what the Dodgers can offer. What can they offer? Obviously, money. I don't think they're going to get a bid. Uh, a great place to live and train. He's used to Southern California with the Angels. Um, the weather, that's actually a factor because this guy, when he's coming back to pitch, loves pitching on the sixth day. I don't want to deal with the cold weather in the east in the early in the season or late in the season, rainouts, what have you. I think he's developed a really comfortable lifestyle, training style in Southern California, Jim, and I think that's his preference here. He wants to win. Let's start with that, too. And the Dodgers, certainly, they're in the postseason year after year after year. They can show him that. You know, the Giants, the Mariners, teams like that, can't really convince him that every year you're going to p- compete for a World Series the way the Dodgers can sell it. And listen, the Dodgers, I think, when all said and done, I think the number is going to start with a five. I really do. For all the talk about, you know, Shohei with the uh, shirt, uh, surgery on the elbow, he's not going to pitch for a year. That deflates his value. I mean, this is like the LeBron James of baseball. You pay for the guy because of what he can do, but also the halo effect he has on the whole franchise. I have some people tell me, Jim, that he can bring in $20 million a year just in advertising revenue from people that and companies that want to be associated with him and have their ads on the outfield walls or on the broadcast. So I'm not saying he's going to pay for himself, but this is the unicorn, not just because he's a two-way player, but he's the greatest commercial asset in baseball. That's too good for the Dodgers to pass on. I agree with you, Tom. And Artie Marino, I'm sure, saw it the exact same way. That's why he held on to him as long as he possibly could. What a great, great conversation. A senior baseball writer for Sports Illustrated, also a Fox Sports MLB analyst and reporter and MLB network insider. He is Tom Verducci. Tom, couldn't appreciate you anymore. Thank you so much for that. Always enjoy it, Jim. My pleasure. You're the best. Tom Verducci. I mean that. He is the best. What an outstanding conversation that was. Love the energy, love the insight, love the information, and that's a good topic for you. All right, so Brewers fan, how do you feel about that now? Does that make you feel any better? I'm sure no, but I thought that was a great explanation.